Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where BJ is back, he's jet-lagged, and unfortunately his internet is broken. So tonight, you get one of those rare mini-episodes from just one of us. Uh, I didn't have time to line up somebody, because it just broke right before we were going to record. Um, so I'm Void, and I'm the Geek Geek Podcast tonight, and we're just going to do a mini-episode really quick. But BJ is back, so next week we are probably going to be talking about international travel, since you just did that for a while. And then I'm assuming we'll probably have a catch-up episode too, because I'm looking at my geekery and I have a ton. I'm going to talk about some of it right now. But mostly it's stuff that I want to talk about with him. So I'm going to save most of it. Um, that being said, I do want to talk about Spider-Man some more because I beat Spider-Man. Like after the episode that we recorded, I played Spider-Man for another couple days and I beat it and I platinumed it within a week after that episode. I think it only took until that weekend, actually. And it was so good. Like that game, it sticks the landing. And I didn't know if it would, but it really did. And one of the funny things that happened near the end, because my kids were watching parts of it with me, was that my son, after he saw like the last couple scenes, which I'm not going to spoil for you, but he said, why didn't he just call the Hulk? Because in his mind, the Marvel Universe is one universe, which I mean, that's not a bad thing to think when you're six. And he was just like, why wouldn't he just call the Hulk to help with that big, like, final boss, the end boss? Like, why would you try to do that on your own? But with that being said, I would love to see them, like, wrap more Marvel characters in. I mean, after hearing how well Spider-Man is doing on PS4, I would not at all be surprised if they immediately got greenlit for a second one. And they might be able to expand that license a little bit now that they've proven themselves as, like, a good company and, like, something that can make money and generate revenue. It'll be interesting to watch. But, like, Act 3, it really sticks the landing. Um, I don't want to say much more beyond that because, you know, spoilers, but, like, there's a good story there. And... I just I want more from this team and that's not something that I always feel after a game a lot of the times I'm done and I'm glad I beat it and I have thoughts about a game but like I'm legitimately excited for the DLC for Spider-Man and that's not something that happens to me very often um, usually I'll finish a game and then DLC is such a ways off that I'm like oh, I'll probably never go back to that but I want excuses to come back to this game I mean I platinumed it so I'm kind of like out of things to do and I want more things to do so I'm going to keep this one on my hard drive, and I'm going to buy the DLC as soon as it comes out. They're also supposedly patching in a new game plus, so I'll grab that. I think that one might be free. Even if it's not, I'd probably pay for it. Don't tell them that. Um, but I'm going to get this DLC right when it comes out, and I'm going to go back to it. I think there's one coming out in October, and then there's one that's like further down the line. But I can't wait to get back to it. Another thing that I just needed to say about this game, that now that I've seen the whole thing is that this does some origin stories, and I know sometimes origin stories bug me, but I think the difference that makes me like them in this game is that they aren't Peter's origin story. It's not like the origin of the main hero of the media that I'm consuming. That probably makes all the difference to me, because if it's like the same retelling, like if he got bit by a spider again, and like, I don't know, I just, I can't do that. But, you know, when they talk about Miles Morales, when they talk about Doc Ock, and like they have arcs to get them there. And it's interesting to watch because it's not the same origin story that I've seen a million times for Peter Parker. So I think that's the difference. But in general, I really like Spider-Man and I'm so glad that I played it. And I just devoured that game. So more to come on that when the next round of it comes out, basically. I also finally got around to watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And it's not nearly as good as the first Jurassic World, but there were still dinosaurs. Like it's kind of... It, it was what I was expecting. You know, after doing that whole episode with my wife and, like, hearing what to expect, it was basically what I was expecting. Um, I think in the end, it's a lot more of just a setup for Jurassic World 3. And I think I'm more interested in that than I was for the premise of Jurassic World 2. 
I don't know. I'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see if it even gets greenlit because I don't think this one did super well at the box office. But I mean, if Jurassic World 3 comes around and it is what they set it up to be, I, I think I'm interested. I think I'll pay some attention there. But I mean, it was worth seeing once. It's not one that I'm going to go back and rewatch over and over. Another thing that I checked out this week is Wolverine The Long Night which was like an exclusive for a little bit, but now it's coming out weekly for free for everybody. So all of us can go out there and get it for free. Um, It is a Wolverine fiction podcast, basically. I think it's Marvel's first podcast ever. And it's a fiction like ensemble cast. It's a really interesting framing device because it's not just about Wolverine. It's not like an X-Men superheroes podcast. It's definitely about it almost has a like a true crime feel it's not quite that but it's like these two agents that are investigating things that are happening in alaska and we know as the audience right dramatic irony that like wolverine is involved somehow i mean the whole podcast is titled wolverine the long night like we know that he's involved but they don't know who he is nobody really knows who he is and it has that like solving a mystery putting the pieces together feel to it so it's these two federal agents and then you know the local police there helping them out too and it's kind of like following them around as they put the pieces together um you know there's like a cult that's kind of in town that's like adjacent to the town but not evil necessarily and then there's murders and disappearances and somehow wolverine is involved and there's only like two or three episodes out right now but it's enough to give me a taste to be very interested in it and this is one that i'll probably bring up again next week because i want to hear what bj thinks of it but i just wanted to throw it out there so that if you guys hadn't realized that it came out yet because it like i said originally it started as premium and you had to pay or it was exclusive or something it's not that anymore so if you were waiting you can go get wolverine the long night right now and you can check it out and listen to a couple episodes before I bring it up again next week and talk to BJ about it. I also wanted to bring up the PlayStation Classic, which looks kind of interesting, but it's one of those things that like it got announced and as excited as I was for like the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic, I just something about the PlayStation Classic doesn't really do it for me. Um, I totally respect you if it does. I can see that. And I know that there's somebody that it appeals to, but there's something about like the earliest 3d style of video games that just hasn't aged as well as other things like early 2d games have aged pretty well especially once you get up to like better sprites and like the 16-bit era like those have aged really well and if you look ahead to like even the the ps3 like the xbox 360 generation like those are aging pretty well people are remastering those people are going back to those games you know they're making them backwards compatible and there are reasons to do that because there are good games there there's something about this just like earliest playstation era that just doesn't do it for me anymore and it's i don't know the games just they they haven't aged all that well and i think it comes down to that the other problem that i have with this one is the controller they're not doing any of the dual shot controllers so that means and if you don't know the difference here i don't blame you but the earliest playstation did not have analog sticks on it it was just the d-pad and the buttons and that's what they went back to i wish they had like i know that that's more true to the earliest playstation and they're calling it a classic i just wish that they had stepped it up to that very first like dual shock model and i don't even remember if it was called dual shock to start out i think it was um but the first one with analog sticks on it so that you can just do more and have more games on that system there it feels like they're limiting themselves you know I think if they keep going here and they did like a PS2 classic, I might be more interested. But again, it's still kind of that like earlier generation of games. And at some point, it feels like I want them to just kind of like either if it's a good enough game and it's 3D, remaster it and bring it to a new system or just make it available on PSN. I'm like, I feel this way about Nintendo games, too. I wish they would just like 
bring them all to the current system. I could get them on Switch or whatever. But there's, I don't know, there's something to be said for like Nintendo nostalgia and like early 16-bit, you know, early 8-bit nostalgia. It's different than moving up to that 32-bit and like, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how I feel if they come out with that N64 classic in the next year or two. I might feel different, but I don't know. I might have the same reaction. We'll have to kind of wait and see. The last thing that I wanted to mention really quick was that the Captain Marvel trailer came out in the last week, and I'm interested in that movie. I'm very interested to see where they go with it and just to see, like, I don't know. That character is fascinating because it wasn't really a big character, and, I mean, it is more lately, but for a long time, and again, I'm not, like, a super comic history buff. It's just they reinvented that character. It used to be like an alien and then they gave the powers to miss marvel who became captain marvel and then something happened with her memories i don't know i really didn't know what to expect from the movie version of it but now that i've seen the trailer i'm like okay this is something different and it's interesting and i'm definitely going to go see it because i'm very i don't know i'm just interested in it i'm also fascinated to find out how it ties into infinity war because it's like the only real one set well it's not even set after Infinity War, but it's more of a direct tie-in, it feels like, than Ant-Man and the Wasp was. So we'll have to see. I mean, it's definitely set up to be like a standalone story, but we all know that it's got to tie back in because that end credit scene in Infinity War was a direct reference to Captain Marvel. So something's got to give there. Um, Anyway, like I just... I was always going to see it at some point, but I didn't know how excited I would be for it. And after this first real trailer, I think I actually have some like a little bit of hype for it, which is probably a good thing. I should also give some shout outs to the network. Uh, Geek to Tooth this week, they did an episode on Superman that was really fascinating to listen to. Um, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea did an episode about when fans react negatively, which I know we've talked about in bits and pieces here and there, but they did a whole episode about it. So the network is always great. Go ahead, listen to them. I always do, every week. And then, as always, if you want to support the podcast, even though sometimes it turns into a mini-episode, um, you can go to patreon.com slash geek2geekcast and support the show out there. Um, and BJ will give you a real nice thank you next time he's on. He always does that part. I, I can't do it justice, otherwise I would try. That's probably it for the episode tonight. Again, just a geek geek podcast mini tonight um but bj is hoping to have his internet fixed and back next week i know we want to talk about international travel and then i still have a ton of things on my list of geekery that we need to catch up on so i kind of saved the topics that i know there's more conversation more back and forth so we'll make something out of that too you can write to us with comments suggestions or feedback the email address as always is geek to geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on twitter at geek to geekcast we also have longer discussions on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek to geekcast and as bj would always say we're on slack we're on discord we're kind of everywhere these days um i blog at agreenmushroom.com you can find me at grn mushroom that's green mushroom without the e's on twitter that's probably it that'll do it for this week see you next week geeks everyone i'm katie and i'm chelsea and we are the hosts of tea time with katie and chelsea we are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want katie yes stop thinking about zach efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about well we've talked about zach efron no get it together katie fine we've talked about fan fiction classical literature adaptations favorite tv couples and so much more so grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast today.
Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek.